This episode is brought to you by livingrelief.com, a Wolfpack-owned business that is your source for Delta-8, CBD, THCV, gummies, tinctures, chocolates, all North Carolina-based quality products that can help with sleep, anxiety, pain, and countless other medical benefits. Highly recommend checking these guys out. Their stuff is really good. And if you use code REDWHITE20, you get 20% off your first order. That's REDWHITE20. LivingRelief.com. Living, R-E-L-E-A-F.com. Thanks for listening. I was raised by the wolves. All right, folks, we are back with another edition of the Red and White Podcast. I'm your host, Evan, here with my barely breathing friend, Will. How are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm great. Uh, my wife said I had an incredibly deep uh, broadcasting voice this morning, <laughs> so I wish we had done this at, uh, at 8 a.m. I thought about busting out the was it the Google doll, Google doll song? I am barely breathing. No, that's no, not that's Google, not Google doll. Dolls. I am barely Edward McCain or something. Probably. I don't know who it was. I was gonna play that, but I couldn't find it in time. COVID nineteen is no joke. But what about this basketball season? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the jokes, the basketball I'm season, and that's what I want to talk about today. <clears throat> I know there's a bunch of football things and stories that have come out that are much more interesting. But we have put this off for far too long. And there's just some things that I want to address, especially after that game last night. I, I don't even know where to start, right? It's the common thread I keep seeing, and I wrote about this today because I woke up and I'm like, God, I get this off my chest. Like they, the common thread I see for everybody is like, Hey, if we made more shots, like I got, I wrote a thread last night on Twitter, a bunch of things that, you know, spur of the moment and a bunch of responses. Oh, if you made more shots, you win the game. I'm thinking like, that's such a lazy excuse. It's such a lazy narrative. And I get the premise of it. You make more baskets, you score more points, you win the game. Sure. But you lost every single stat in the box score every one of them except for field goal percentage which you actually shot better than than Notre Dame did and people are just you make more shots and I just I I really that that thing really bugs me probably more than anything it's like yeah you you made make more shots you win but maybe you don't turn the ball over less maybe you take better shots and you win maybe you get more assists maybe do don't do stupid things and you win. It's not as simple as just making more shots. I just think that is letting too much off the hook. And it really irritates me when I hear that as the excuse. Yeah, it's a, it's such a, it's obvious, right? Yes, if you make more shots, you typically will win most basketball games, right? Unless they make more free throws. I don't know how else it works. So I think it, do you think that kind of minimal perspective, I guess, is just because at this point with injuries and youth, there's like no point in really analyzing anything else, right? Like 
if we don't hit shots, we're probably losing the game. So is it even worth investing your time and energy into dissecting the rest of the failures? It's a good point. I I don't know if that is if that's it. I think that is I don't know. I, I think that would be too that's such an easy out. And I, I don't I guess I probably should address Manny Bates situation now that that is kind of the bigger context, right? I don't I, I maybe I'm in the minority of, of this, but I don't think Manny Bates makes this that much of a better team. They probably don't lose the right state game and uh, the other game I lost off the top of my head, the game that they shouldn't have lost. If you have many baits, you probably don't lose those games. I don't think it helps you win more AC that many more ACC games. I just don't. We're making Manny Bates out to be Wilt Chamberlain these days. What was he? Do you have his numbers for last year? Last, last year, he averaged nine point eight points, five rebounds a yeah. game. So, I think all the chatter, right, was and like we saw the videos off season. He was working a lot on his offensive game. I wonder if. You know, he raises that up to like 12, 14 points a game, something pretty high, relatively, um, as a, for a jump. I, I mean, you know, is is that the is that the issue? Because what what are we getting out of, you know, Ross and Duana and like, are we getting any scoring from those guys? Or well, no, not, not right now. Um, yeah, yeah, Ross is down. Duana's averaging the same as Manny did as a freshman: four points a game, okay. five rebounds. So, not great, not bad. I mean, I, I think Manny gets you a few more points. He's never been a good rebounder. He is, for whatever reason, rebounding is part of effort. We'll probably talk about that some, too. I think... I just don't think he changes things that but much. But he gives you and, an option, right? Like, here's where he would change a game slightly, right? Is against, like, a UNC or, like, you know, more a more traditional bigs type matchup right like I, I would say we have probably 0.1 percent chance of winning in those kind of contests um you know giving you just options i guess yeah like maybe he doesn't really change the end result but maybe the in between of the game doesn't have as many droughts in it where you're just waiting for guys to either make plays or start hitting shots from the perimeter because you're getting nothing from the inside, right? right? Like, I mean, that's – maybe he makes it look less like of a bog, a bog-down effect, I guess. Um, I, I'm it's saying this possible. and I don't even watch the games. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's a bigger – that's another problem we probably need to address at some point. Not you in particular, <laughs> but the general apathy of the fan well, base. You know, I'm tired. <laughs> It's I don't know, man. Like it's there's a lot of ways to go with the with the Manny Bates thing. Is yes, he's hurt. Yes, he would have had an impact. No, he is not Oscar Robinson, right? He is not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Somebody, uh, somebody said now, now he's Hakeem Olajuwon. Like you can pull up any big man all star, and that's that's what Manny Bates his profile has gotten to now by not playing. What was like what was Patrick Ewing like as a college player? He was dominant. Okay. Dominant. Yeah. 
Like I, I remember the tail end of his career in early Knicks years, and he, he was legit a dominant big man. Let me, uh, and I, you know, the game's different. Oh, now. I do, I do. I appreciated the the fist fights they used to get back in in those games. Um, yeah, I I think yeah. Obviously, having your starting center changes things, and I don't know. I just think we're at a point in the year where it's kind of like okay, you can't be really holding on to that as your your issue. You know, I I don't know. I, I think like your article was kind of hitting on the fact that it's not. I mean, maybe you said it already that it's not that you're not hitting all the shots is that you're extremely inefficient at times. Um, especially with like a player like Helms, right. Who yeah. has a, I mean, when he's on, it's awesome and it's a game changer for us, but it, I don't know. The, I think his sophomore year, right before he got that head injury, I think, you know, he was really consistent at just really getting hot and um, maybe he was coming off the bench. I can't remember. And that was a factor, but, um, last year and this year, just randomly. Like, oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say randomly. Uh, Patrick Ewing nearly averaged a double double all four years of his career. Yeah, yeah. fifteen and ten, Jeez. pretty much every <laughs> every average fifteen. Well, and you 10. know, he was playing yeah. with was, those little dumb. squirts in the Big East, right? It's not. You know, yeah, right. Playing real basketball. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's shot selection right like which comes down to coaching right like knowing your points where you can get now maybe they're getting run off of their 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 marks or whatever but um i don't know it, it just maybe the freewheeling nature of the offensive scheme doesn't lend itself to inefficiently run offense it's funny i had a, a friend of mine who has worked with a lot of Works with ACC program, basketball programs. He's a basketball basketball guy, is what you would say. And texted me last night and said the offense is bad. <laughs> he said it's he said it's not good, and that is that's putting it mildly. I, I think there is you know we had what eight assists last night, which was another category that we lost, and part of that is just the. Inef- ineffective offense, right? And I, 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 part of it, what I was, what I wrote earlier today, where I, where I was trying to go with this is, we got sixty-one shots up. We had how many turnovers? 11, 12 turnovers, thirteen turnovers, thirteen turnovers yesterday, last night. And I went back and watched the game today, and I charted bad shots. And I'm trying to think like what I consider. A bad shot is a tough shot, a contested shot, a shot for a guy who is doing things he's not, he shouldn't be doing, right? Turquavion has been taking threes all year. I'm not as much worried about him jacking up 30-footer. Yes, it's not great early in the shot clock, and he should have a little bit more patience, but you kind of know what you're getting with him at that point. And he's liable to make them. Cam Hayes jacking up 30-footers. He's not going to make them, right? He's shooting 22% or something like that. So I charted shots. And I had Jericho Helms with nine bad shots. 
And that's not even counting the ones that are like driving the basket, getting a charge call or something like that. I'm just talking about shots that got up that were not good. And I had Cam with five, even though he made one. And I had the team with what, 15 or 16. So essentially they had 14 of the 16 bad shots. And so if you take a bad shot, you count a bad shot as a turnover, which essentially they are, low percentage shot, you're not getting a rebound, it's essentially a turnover. That's 22 turnovers. So 43% of our possessions ended up in a turnover. Yeah, you can make more shots, but maybe you should not be stupid with the basketball. Maybe your offense should have more than, you know, uh, a single pick and pop play. Right, it's it's so reliant on Sebron getting to the basket. There's just not a whole lot. The ball gets into Helms inside the paint, and he's shooting it, and he's he's inconsistent. That you know he was five for fifteen last night. So this team is like I don't think they're bad, which is the weird part, but they're poorly coached, and I think some of that stuff is evident because they take a lot of stupid shots. They do a lot of stupid things. I just don't think we're getting the most out of this lineup. And I think that's, to me, that's the the disappointing part to all this. Because I really, I'm like watching this and like, I've seen bad NC State basketball teams. I don't think this team is a bad NC State basketball team. But man, they just, you don't have a whole lot of confidence in them. And you, we're in year five and it's, 50-50 every game, whether they're going to play well or not. And if you think about it, 50-50 every game puts you right in the bubble. Puts you at 500, which is exactly where we've been every year under Kevin Keats. Right in the bubble, right in the middle of the pack. Projected ninth, right? Now, we're worse than that, but some of these games can go either way. It's not like we... We're not terrible. We're not like BC bad some of those years. I just don't think we're getting anything out of this team. One of the comments that Keith said in his post game. Here's a question. Somebody asked. It seems there are these two teams mirror each other in their style of play. Did you feel like the three-point line was going to be critical tonight coming into this game? Keats responded with, I did. You guys know this because there's no Manny Bates and Ernest Ross. So, again, with the Manny Bates and Ernest Ross straight out of the box, we're going to start doing this with Ernest Ross, too. We're going to start pretending he's, uh, I don't know, John Sally or something. We are a perimeter team. Obviously, when we have success, it's we're able to shoot the shoot the basketball or Darion is able to drive and create shots for himself and others. We didn't shoot it particularly well. We only made six three-pointers. He goes on to talk about how Notre Dame shot it really well. You want to take a guess what NC State's three-point percentage for the year is? 36. 33%. Wow. We shot 32% last night. So we didn't shoot it particularly well, but we were right on average. We've been shooting all year, but yet we are a three-point, you know, we're going to be a three-point team because we don't have many baits. Which, by the way, we haven't had many baits for a long time, and Urs Ross hasn't given you anything all year. Maybe just lately started to show before he got hurt. Now, so 
quick question. Keats. Sorry, sorry. Just a quick question. Yep, the, go, go. As far as the game flow, was Notre Dame hitting those threes like all game? Did they hit like was it just like a a run at some point where they they put them in? I'm curious because like it seems like he's very focused on their three point shooting and us in comparison, right? He's kind of missing maybe the signal through the noise. Other than that, um, so I'm curious. To- Let me see if I can find the splits. I don't think they like it. It might have been tied at halftime. It wasn't like we were or they were, you know, thinking about going back to watching the game. I don't think there was any point in time where they just lit it up or you know just shot particularly well. I think when they pulled away in the second half, we did a lot of dumb stuff. We had a couple charges, turnovers, took a couple bad shots. They came down, they hit their shots, and you know, next thing you know, it's a ten point game. It wasn't like they just barraged us like we did Virginia. I mean, they shot thir- they shot thirty nine percent from three. They weren't exactly lighting it up. It's it's a good shooting percentage, but they, you know, Keith sure made it sound like. It was a uh, you know Larry Bird's out there, just stroking everything. How many references can you go through tonight? I'm, <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on all of my all my NBA knowledge. If I bust out the uh, Vinny Vinny Aguirre, then you know I'm uh, getting deep in there. Larry Bird's. I mean, but that's the thing. Like it wasn't like they were lighting us up. They shot 39. percent They made six more threes than we did. They shot 12 more threes than we did. Like if Keats wants, if Keats knows we need to be a three point shooting team, why did we only take eighteen? I just, this, none of this stuff lines up to me, and I, I don't know why. I feel like I'm the only one that's questioning these things. I think a lot of people have checked out. Like, you know, I mean, I think anyone that's covering the team, that's you know got like press passes and stuff like that. Um, wants to keep covering the team, so they're not going to pile on in a, in a down year. Um, I just feel like a lot of people, as soon as, you know, not just when Manny was injured, but when, you know, Marcel was injured. Wasn't Thomas Allen injured for a, the start of the season? My, I can't no. remember. Uh, but Marcel was, right, early on. Like the uh, He hurt his ankle game, midway. Maybe. Yeah, midway yeah. somewhere. I forgot when that was. You know. So, I don't know, man. It just feels like it's kind of a year where it's like, meh. I think two things. Football success has got everyone kind of not as agitated and needing basketball. And then two, I think just That's a true. lot of people in general have just kind of said, eh, whatever. Um, which, I don't know. It's like when I like logged in, right? The game was at nine last night. Like, I'm not staying up to watch a basketball yeah. game. Like, that's one factor, right? You were talking about people not being engaged, but... Um, yeah. But I think stuff like that, it kind of helps, right? Like, oh, you just check the next day, see the box score. Well, I'm not going to go watch that game. We lost, right? Um, I don't know. It's it's weird to me. You know, we didn't shoot it great. You're a 33% three-point shooting team. What are you expecting? I mean, they shot 54% against UVA. Now, that's great shooting night, not Notre Dame's 39%. Keith said Notre Dame had a great shooting night. Like, really? That's where you're going with this? And it, I think part of it to me is you're not. he's not adjusting to what we need to do. 
I think you saw a little bit of it where they went small. They took Evie out, played Jericho in the paint. And I think that that's more effective. You get more guys out there. But at the same time, when you're doing that, I, I believe you need to play high-pressure defense and you need to try to turn the ball over. You can't let them come down and, you know, work their offense on you like that. And Keats' rotations, don't tell me he's he understands that he needs to adjust because you don't have many base in Ernest Ross now. Why? Like, Thomas Allen is an enigma to me. And I know he's didn't have a great year last year, but he actually started playing pretty good later in this year. Up until, let me see what his, I'm pulling his numbers up right now. It was like two weeks ago that he just all of a sudden stopped playing. So he played 18 minutes against Duke. 33% from three-point land, 40% from the field. You know, nothing crazy. Gave me some quality minutes, I guess. And now he's played six, five, and six in the last three games. He had a stretch in there previously. He went nine, three, and four. And then he played 27, 32, 27, 21, 18. What the hell is going on? I don't, I, I don't understand what they're doing with like the rotations with the minutes. Instead, you're giving Cam Hayes 25 minutes this week, eight the game before 13 at Virginia tech, eight at Duke before that. Like it was rewarding them for something. Is he punishing them for something? You're getting inconsistent rotations and you get inconsistent play. I, there's so many like weird things that you look at and like, why is this happening? And I'm not trying to bag on Cam Hayes. He actually played pretty good last night. If he would stop jacking up three pointers, which he's not a good three point shooter, he'd be a lot better. He'd be a lot more, a lot more efficient. He was five for nine. Take out his three pointers last night. He's five for seven, 10 points. Now he turned the ball over four times. He had a couple boneheaded plays. I know Morcel was pissed at him at one point because he got out of position defensively and it caused Morcel to pick up his fourth or fifth foul. Tony Bennett went 11. But why is – yeah, why is he all of a sudden getting 25 minutes? Why can't Keats rein him in and like, listen, Cam, you're not Reggie Miller. Stop jacking Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. Like bring it back, bring him in. Like, can we need you to be the facilitator? We need you to drive and kick and make things happen. What is he doing? I don't understand. I just, I, I don't get it. And Cam seems to have a short leash where Terquavion is playing 35 plus minutes a game. Now I'm a big Terquavion fan. I don't think he should be playing 35 minutes a game. I think you put, you're putting that on a freshman. I, I think that is. Not a recipe for success. He's played 36, 35, 32, 35 in the last four or five games. I think he's coaching for 2023 at this point. He must be. But at some point, like, you can pull back to Quavion's minutes. And I get it. I like like him. I like like his energy. I like his fire. I like his confidence. But last night he didn't have it, right? He was one for nine. Pull him back a little bit. Get 
Thomas Allen in the game or give somebody else some of those minutes. Don't let him run 35 minutes. What? Like, Keats is hanging everything he has on Terquavion Smith, and I have no idea why. Why are we talking about this basketball team? (laughs) We had fun football stuff. This is a football school, man. We had baseball stuff. We have women's basketball stuff. There's wrestling stuff. I don't know if we ever made fun of the Virginia Tech team for straight up forfeiting. No, we didn't. But we got to keep doing this, huh? We have to talk about. It. We have to have at least one dedicated do, basketball. Do we play? Um, wait, do we play UNC this weekend? Is that are we? No, we play the next, next week. week. Okay. Oh, let me double check. No, that. it's Saturday, two o'clock. Saturday. It's, it's a time I can yep. actually watch. But we've got we got family coming in town, so it might be too busy. There you go. I also can wake for us. We play in the ninth. Yeah. Is Wake Forest still good? Yeah. Oh my Wake god, Forest they're seventeen and four. Looking people. Yeah. But they're not ranked. Yeah. No. What do you gotta do to get ranked? I don't know. They gotta have, probably have some quality wins. I don't think they have enough quality wins. They're still seventeen and four, and they're playing. You know, all right on the road. I think. Yeah, yeah, they're doing know. great on the road, right? When they list them on the bottom, yeah. they're the road team, right? Or no, no, no. Bottom's the home team, right? Oh, bottom's home team. Yeah. yeah. Well, little factoid but for everyone. Somebody mentioned maybe Keats doesn't want Turquavion to transfer. I don't think. I, I can't imagine that factors in his decision. The kid has been committed to NC State for like a decade now. I, I just. I can't see Keats thinking, all right, he's going to bounce. I'm going to play him 35 minutes. I just, I don't, I don't see that. I think, I don't know if that's a risk. I, I don't know what Keats is doing, though. I, I think you need to balance that out. I don't think he needs to be playing that much. I think you can get, you know, give him eight less minutes. It's not a lot, especially on a night like that where he's not shooting well. He did give you seven rebounds, but he gave you four turnovers, three of them late in that game that were part of that run that Notre Dame had. So, I don't know. These are, like, things that, that I see with this team that I don't understand, man. I just don't understand what what they're doing. They don't have a leader. And they don't have a floor general. They don't have a guy that is out there trying to make sure that everybody knows what they're doing and not just fill up the stat sheet. Like, I thought that was going to be Cam Hayes this year. I really did. The the way he ended last year, I was like, all right, man, this is is what we're getting, you know. Shaq's leaving. They sent him to ACC media day. Yeah, yeah. Cam's going to take over. This is going to be, you know, his team. But, man, he is – he's trying to get his. Mm. And that, you know, his body language. If you're talking about somebody who's going to transfer, his body language, everything about his game, to me – Indicates that he's not happy, one way or another. My theory, and I hate speculating on somebody's going to leave, but you can tell he's not happy. Yeah, ahead, no, so. I was just going to say my theory. He's not used to playing with all this extra muscle mass, right? Didn't he put on like fifteen <laughs> pounds 
in the offseason. Looks like he's not wearing that shirt under his jersey anymore because he's embarrassed that he's not too skinny. Well, that's yeah. I mean, saying like, it's, you know, it's kind of like when you get a growth spurt, right? That's that's different weight to be playing with. You know, maybe he's just like not found his touch because of it. But I gotta say, I mean, I don't know, Kevin Keats. Not you know gives me the impression that when you're in the Keats doghouse, you like never get out of it, and um, you know it, is is Cam Hayes really doing anything worse than you know when Turquavian is just playing? I don't want to say hero ball because that's more of what I would call jerkle, right? But it's just yeah, it's a team where everyone's trying to find their shots, right? There's right, it, yeah. it's, they're not helping each other. Yeah. And, you know, in some ways, right, Darian Sebron, he gets his shots. He's just a smart one and goes for the most efficient ones right at the at the rim, right? There was a chart today someone put out, and it was like uh, minutes versus, I think, rim points or something. I can't remember what the X yeah. factor was, right? And, like, there's, you know, all of – it was all Power 5 guys, right? And there's this massive block of blob of dots, all in the middle, going you know, going with that standard deviation line you expect, and then you see Darian Sebron like four inches to the right. <laughs> I <Yeah>. mean, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's probably tough. You've got guys like Sebron that are going off, Terquavian when he's hot going off. You know, there's guys that are in their last years that want to you know make a show right. So it just seems like the team, <clears throat> the few times I've seen it, is kind of like as soon as one of them gets the ball in their hand, they just go for it. And um, it's just not sustainable. Um, it's, it's awesome when they're very, hitting, but Yeah. A lot of similarities to city low offenses. Okay, I'm not getting into the technical side of it, but just the fact that it's a lot of me versus them. And that is not how you win at this level. And, and like, I want to go back to the numbers real quick and, and why these rotations don't make sense. Cam played 25 minutes last night, right? Cam this year, so I mean this year, I actually mean this year, January 1st to today, is two for 17 from three, shooting 11%. Now, what did Keats say in his press conference? We have no Manny Bates. We have no Ernest Ross. We're a perimeter team now. So you're going to play Cam Hayes shooting 11% over Thomas Allen, who played six minutes shooting 37% from three this year. This, again, this year. In addition, Cam has 15 turnovers. Thomas Allen has five. I don't, I don't understand what Keith is doing. There's there's a lot of inconsistencies there to me, and, and sure, let's make more shots. Yeah, right. I mean that's it goes it goes way beyond that to me. One of the things that and I'm not sure how much you pay attention. Chris Mack got fired or agreed to leave Louisville. He didn't get fired. He agreed to resign, and he spent a year less at Louisville than Kevin Keats has at State. He's finished higher in ACC play. Chris Mack has a better winning percentage by over 100 points. He's got a better overall winning percentage by 30 points. And people are out there defending Kevin Keats like he is 
I'm not even, I can't, I got no analogy for this one. They're just out there like thumping their chests. Like Kevin Keats, he's the man. There's no cloud. Louisville has got all kinds of clouds over their head. They're perpetually in NCAA trouble. It's like we got Phil Jackson and I don't know. Who's the first coach right now? Doc Rivers, man. Don't know. Right. You know, it's just like that. See, I got knowledge. Um, what a weird situation. <clears throat> do you think? Do you think it's the fact that? Um, I guess so. Was was the Louisville? Was was there scandal while Chris Mack was there, or was it right before? Which one? Oh, uh, had a okay, couple. so he's had one while he's there, though, right? Right. And then he had the Dino Gaudio yeah. extortion situation, right? So I think correct lack of great success plus um, ongoing issues and no resolution from the NCAA. Like, I can get the hand-wringing. I don't understand who Louisville's going to hire without, what, they don't have a president, AD, or <laughs> yeah. basketball They don't have a president coach? or an AD or a basketball Maybe coach. Dino. <laughs> they bring Dino back. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, it's just weird. But, you know, here's the thing, right? Is Louisville a football school or a basketball school? It's a basketball right? school, and they'll openly admit it. And so that's their premium product. If we were seeing a similar situation in football, I think, you know, we'd pull the plug if if that was the case with David Doran, for example. If, if, the, if it was the coin or the whatever, who knows? Man, sorry, I'm, I'm losing, man. <laughs> Sometimes this whatever I've got, it just comes in and hits in a wave, and it just hit. Um, take it from there, Evan. Well, you know, I don't know if – I think Louisville's a really good basketball job. And they will openly admit that they are a basketball school. That's cool. I think Louisville's – they're pretty balanced. But, you know, they've had a lot of recent success in basketball under Patino and everybody else who's who's come there and done well. All right. I don't – what I really think about Chris Mack, and this was interesting because I, I have some friends who work in that area at Louisville. And when this started going down, we were talking about it. And one of them said, Chris Mack got away from what made him successful at Xavier. And now I don't know especially, you know, exactly what that is. I wasn't a Chris Mack disciple. I didn't really pay attention too much to him at Xavier. I knew they were good. He was good. I thought it was a good hire. I thought he'd do well there. But he got away from that same style. And I think that, to me, is one of the biggest criticisms of Kevin Keats is he got away from that style that made him successful at UNCW. That that style that he said he was going to play in that first press conference, that high pressure, shoot a lot of threes, play a lot of defense, turn people over. We don't do that. He got away from it. And you see, and, and I, I, I firmly believe that there is a correlation to Coaches who get away from their bread and butter and their failure rate. And I go back to, I brought up Shaka Smart was another one, right? He was doing havoc at VCU, went to Texas, got away from the havoc, and really struggled. Now, he slowly started getting back to it, and he's kind of adjusted a little bit, but it's taken him 10 years to make them even relatively competitive. He got away from what he was good at. And he's starting to struggle. Chris Mack got away from what he's good at. Struggled. Got fired. Whatever. Kevin Keats 
got away from what he was good at, what made him good. That's to me is like one of the biggest disappointments of the Keats tenure. I wanted to see that kind of basketball. I want to see that high energy pressure basketball. And they're good when they get in breaks. They have the players. And that was a reason I thought he recruited so many guards. Why else would you have so many six foot guards and still recruiting guards? It's so you can play that style of defense. And so you can play that, that fast paced pressure. And we just don't do it. And I just, I'm wild to me the the difference in the way Keats and Chris Mack are perceived. And I think Keats, I, I, I equated Keats to the movie Gladiator in the pod chat. They were talking about this. He won over the crowd. Like his personality, people that fell for it. I like him. He's, you know, he, I believe in him. He's a winner. He's going to do these He's things. Pulsing. Right? It's all the things that Dave Dorn isn't. And Keats gets the benefit of the doubt. He's won over the crowd, and they're just, you know, they're uh, the word I'm looking for. Don't you think they're supportive um, and maybe lenient because they want him to win? Like, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. and he hasn't given us any kind of black eyes with the NCAA, and you know, as, I don't know. They've done a good job of like keeping things under wraps, like when, when guys were being complete idiots off the court. Um, so in some ways, it's easy to like. It's just, <clears throat> I don't know. To me, the red flag is like the staff and who they brought in. And the transfers. And, you know, if you you can't hang your hat on Sadiq Bay and Jalen LeCue. Yeah, that was right? his quote from last week, right? You know, to yeah. me, that's just weird. It's like, yeah, I get it. You've identified really good talent. And if that's where you're going with it, I think that would have been fair, right? But um, to make it sound like they were Wolfpackers is have to kind of swallow and and again like i still i don't know man i don't think state's the kind of place where you can really actually be that successful if you get an absolute elite one and done guard like i just maybe i'm just jaded from the dennis smith experience um but unless you've got a complete roster around them to optimize that talent um i don't know if much actually really changes with those guys and um you know and then you look at like the tail off of markel like there's all kinds of stuff where you look at it and you're like "Mm, yes there's things i really like there's things i really dislike um i just feel like i'm surprised that the school hasn't kind of um pressed him to get better staff um but maybe they don't care i think that's the next step yeah, I think that's the next step. I think you saw that with Dave after, what was it, 2019? And i got to imagine that Boo probably doesn't want to fire Keats. Don't you think Boo wants to hire somebody, though? I I don't know. He's, he's going to be busy now. but <laughs> Well, we can't talk about it. This is basketball. Yeah, I want to focus on basketball. I'm not bringing that up. 
Uh, I think that's part of it. Keats, his his staff, I don't think is good enough. It's all his friends. By all accounts, he's a micromanager. You don't let the guys do what they're good at. Although the staff's probably not good at those things anyway. Um, yeah, I just... I, I think you'll see some staff turnover. Forced staff turnover. Unless the season ends really bad. I think it kind of depends on how the season plays out. But like I said, they could be 50-50. I mean, they are 50-50 in every game. There's nobody on the schedule that it's like, all right, they're going to lose to this team. Now, it's likely that they'll lose to North Carolina. They'll probably Syracuse, Notre Dame again, Wake Forest. They'll probably beat Pitt. Who knows Georgia Tech? You know, probably beat Boston College, lose to North Carolina again, Wake, Florida State. You could win most of those games. You could win two of those games. You know, if he really bottoms out, then I could see something happening. But at the you know at this point, you don't really know. And at the very least, I expect major staff changes. I don't know if that's good enough because this, this team doesn't have the talent. I don't think Keats has shown the ability to identify a roster full of talent here and there. You can pick some guys, yeah. But giving Wyatt Walker, Danny Dixon, Jalen Gibson, Eric Lockett, giving these guys scholarships, I'm like, eh, I don't think they're this caliber t- caliber player. Are you just filling so you have spots? Maybe. But there's not enough. I don't think he's shown the ability to build that roster, recruit at that level that he needs to recruit at to win here. I don't know what's going to happen, but I mean, and I'm I've yet to I've yet to put out the fire Keats graphics and whatever you know I hadn't called for it yet, but I'm not a Keats fan, and I think we can do better. I think at some point you have to go big game hunting and and find a coach, find somebody that you can build around and you can make this job attractive. There's plenty of guys out there that are making at or less than what Keats is, right? Give him a raise, give him a long tenure, like give him 10 years, find the guy. If you can get, and I'm just going to rattle off a random name. Like you can get Nate Oates or Porter Moser guys that want to be at a basketball environment. Maybe that are at football schools. Now, not maybe not likely, but could you get Dan Hurley from UConn? Probably. But give that guy, make it ultra attractive, right? You can be at Alabama or UConn or Oklahoma for a couple more years, or you can sit there in relative anonymity and not, you know, do anything. Or you can come here where it's a winnable league, where the two big programs are teetering. And you have 10 years to do it because nobody, we're not going to do anything about it. We've got 10 years. Build your build your program. I think you can make this, you can make it very attractive if you want to do that. I don't think NC State is broke like a lot of people will say. I don't think that's the case. Do you think things change if we become a Nike school? Do we all of a sudden hire uh, coaches? I don't think so. 
I don't think so. I think the chance of that happening is like 4%. Like, it's very We low. need someone to do the analysis. What's the Nike versus Adidas versus Under Armour breakdown of Final Fours in the last, like, 10 years? I have no idea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I've I'm seen curi- it before. I'm Somebody's if done it. One is, you know, kind of escorting um, talent to you know better talent one way or the other. Um, well, you kind of get. I don't think so because you have some of the you know some of the big schools are Nike, Kentucky, Duke, Carolina, and then you have Kansas and a few others that are under investigation. Um, <laughs> under investigation, but also Adidas schools. <laughs> See? Uh, I assume do, uh, Nike's got more pull there, but I don't think it's it's traumatic. It would be interesting if somebody pulled that together. I just I'm curious, like what the yeah, like what the market research. Like, if you're a Nike, would you basically want? Oh, I'm trying to remember what's Wake. Are they Nike? Nike, Nike. So, would you want a hundred percent of the North Carolina market? Is that worth it to you? I doubt it. Yeah. I think NC State likes being a big fish in the Adidas pond, even though we're not necessarily a big fish in the Adidas pond. Well, I was going to say, but are we being treated as such? You know, like the last time, it feels like, you know, when we, first time I remember we were negotiating that contract was the infamous TOB Cincinnati night where we got our ass kicked, right? And Debbie, like, points to that game and says, that's why we got such a broad deal. Um, which is interesting. And then I think at some point we re-upped with them during her tenure, right? Yeah, so the reason this is relevant for those that are not aware, our Adidas deal is up in June this year. We signed a six-year extension, and that is up in June. So we it, it would be important for us to have a good basketball year to go along with a good football year, right? It really helps the brand, helps you pit, pull more money out of these deals. But that ship has all but sailed, I think. Yeah, maybe we could get um, sponsored by like an ice cream parlor um, for our road game jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> you have to win, though. You have to win. They don't get ice cream. Well, Kevin Keats has established that he is a winner. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm just the the fan apathy is is real. There's five thousand people that showed up that last game. Not granted, there was snow on the ground, and people freak out when there's snow. But the arena's been mostly empty all year, and it doesn't necessarily mean anything because tickets are sold, and that's all they, you know, they they really care about. They don't care if the arena's full. But next year, when somebody comes calling around for, hey, do you want to buy basketball season tickets? Well, is Kevin Keats still there? No, probably not. Right? I think you're you'll you see they start seeing the drop off there. And who knows what this roster is going to look like next year? I mean, good lord. So, yeah, I'm. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, I'm not high on Kevin Keats. I'm not high on the trajectory of this program. I think the thing is like, and I'm surprised more people aren't. Yeah, I would just say the only you know, the only with the me. only people that frustrate me are the ones that point to Dillingham and say like, yeah. "Oh, we gotta wait." I feel like a lot of people didn't realize that he's not coming this class. So, right, he's a 23. Yes, yeah. and 
you know, do you, uh, how much running room do you give somebody for that long, you know? So I would say for one, for one kid, why don't you think, Hey, Kevin Keats, I'm going to surround you with better coaches and hopefully elevate the product on the court, which would then make Dillingham remain confident in his choice and help bring in some more guys to the fold. But I don't know, you know, Maybe te- maybe Kevin Keats is telling the truth, and this NCAA thing was hurting him from getting coaches and getting players, and maybe there was a lot of stress behind scenes, and I maybe that's the case. Maybe we are really being dismissive, and maybe we're being dismissive because it was such a nothing burger result. Well, right? I'm also dismissive because it hasn't hurt LSU's basketball. Well, that's because they continue. It hasn't to hurt. It hasn't hurt Kansas's basketball. Yeah, again, they probably right. continue has... to cheat. So what the hell are we doing? Do something. Well, like you need... We're one of those schools that are idiots and are like, hey, man, we got to be compliant. <laughs> compliant with what? That's the thing. Nobody knows what they're compliant right. with well, at this who, point. That's the thing, too, right, is in the next, I don't know, we the, the NCAA has ceded control, right, to the schools in that recent vote. And... Um, yeah, you know, maybe the future is soon going to be like, hey, this stupid rule book is archaic, and we're not playing by it anymore. And then it's going to be a fair level playing field where everyone's much more um, brazenly uh, competing fairly with each other. Um, you know, I mean, do we really have to keep acting like the AAU circuit is not a cesspool? Um, you know, it's it's a dirtier game. I feel like it's a dirtier game on the basketball side because of the smaller amount of prospects than it is with football but i don't know are you who knows man you know and this is way off to, well not off topic but way out there the mj rice recruitment is really one of those that really stands out to me all right the kid from this area who you have a great relationship with, you're you know leading his recruitment for such a long time, and then all right, he's gonna go to pro, he's gonna go to the overtime elite until he goes to the NBA, and then oh, signs with Kansas. <laughs> what? I still I still think there's some weird sh- that happened with that one that I don't understand, but I think that is just you know Kevin Keats tenure. There's so much that I do, that doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't think he's it. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to change. I don't think he's going to grow into. You know the coach that's a, a winning coach. Here. Yeah. And I I hope I'm wrong, right? People like I don't have a personal vendetta against Keats. I don't know him. I don't think he's good. And what I want is NC State to win some things. I want us to be a decent basketball program in a league that is absolutely terrible right now. I don't think that is asking too much. Yeah. And I'm not sure why people have accepted that we're just not, you know, where we are. Like, that's okay. Yeah. I think if we were having the same season and uh, Manny Bates and Ernest Ross weren't injured, um, I think the fans would be behaving differently. Um, basically, in what, seeing eight to 12 seconds or however long it was with Manny Bates um, and not having anything to judge with. 
Um, I think a lot of people are giving a pass. I think also a lot of people see the competition. Like I don't know. There's just two ways to look at it, right? The the games against Purdue and um, oh, I can't remember the other game that is referenced a lot where we fell at the close to the end. Um, but people are going to look at those the <clears throat> the performance in those games and they're going to give a lot of slack. Um, the problem is, is Manny Bates is not going to be here next year. I there's no way, yeah, no way he comes back. Yeah, I don't think so. Right, and so. It doesn't matter. You can't use him as an excuse. He's not ever going to be here again. So he's going to be a problem. His presence and lack of thereof is going to be a problem next year as well. So, you know, what's the team doing to improve and show that the roster is going to be stable? You know, I I just – that's why I just took the approach for us. It's like going to check out and basically just take a look when we win games. And otherwise, I have better stuff to do with my time this, this season. Um, yeah, doesn't mean I dislike state or I'm disloyal. It's just I don't know. I'm tired of people like calling people's fanhood out when they say like I've got better stuff to do for a little bit. Um, well, it's it's the same thing with you know you're a bad fan because you don't you don't like Keats. Like no, I just want to win. Like I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, great. But this is what I'm seeing, and that's like. I just feel like I'm on an island when we're talking about this thing because there's not many other people that are bringing this up. Like, there's a lot of red flags here. Yeah. There's also... Do you... Yeah. Here's, here's, here's a question somebody asked me. Let me ask you this. Do you think any any of it is the fans' hesitation to go through another basketball coaching search? I could care based on freaking less. The travesty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so either. One. Okay. Let's just re... Let's rehash it, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you're not coming off of the Sydney Lowe era, which followed up the Sendek era. Um, there's been flashes of success. Um, there's no more Debbie Yao, which apparently, um, there's a lot of big boys out there that can't handle working for a woman that has expectations for them. Um, there's more money now. We're better positioned to succeed. Um, I don't know what else you want. Probably a tinier gym is the only thing that would help us out, probably. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's not the same space that it was previously. Um, and, you know, I don't <clears> – <throat> it's funny. Like, I don't think Kevin Keats is like – if Kevin Keats was to be fired at the end of the season, I'm not saying I, – I doubt he is. But if he was fired at the end of the season, I don't think there would be, like, a smoking crater of a team that's left behind. I think there would be pieces, assuming that the players would want to wait around. Um State consistently can recruit. Um, UNC is not the the big scary team that it was. Duke is not going to. Well, I don't know. Duke, I think, is gonna drop a smidge. I just at some point, I think the cachet of being there is gonna be gone without K. Personally, um, you know, it's just it's just not the same as it was five years ago, ten years ago. Um, you know. There, there's more than there was before. So, am I worried? No. I've also taken the the, the approach that basketball coaches, um, a majority of them just bomb at these levels. Like, it, it's just, I just think it's really hard to be good in college basketball. 
and I I wouldn't care. I, I don't. I think it's easy. No, no, no. Like I guess what I'm saying is like to be like elite. I mean, you know, like I feel like people think you have to have a Coach K, and like I don't even want that. I just want to be good and have fun watching us. Yeah, agreed. I just want to have fun watching us. But I think people are like, you gotta, you know, oh, we gotta get a title. Like, oh, it's title this, title that. Ugh. You may never get an ACC basketball title, man. Just get over it. Um, it takes a lot to, to come together for that run. First off, you have to define what the title is that you want. Regular season or tournament. And, you know, I don't know. I've just... I want it more in football than I do in basketball. It just basketball seems like it's just there's more parity. The ball is round; it doesn't bounce as weird. Um, so I want it more in football because I know it's harder to get. You're delirious. I am delirious. All right, I'm sick. We've been going for I can't even tell how long, fifty six minutes. So we got a big inflection point here to make. Um, yeah, we're we're about done. <laughs> For some reason, the, mas- the men's basketball team is over in Chapel Hill right now having a shoot-around. They just posted on Facebook. They're getting used to the floor. Two days early? Hell yeah. Look, hey, I remember this. Look, Scott Wood. so weird. Scott Wood has talked multiple times when he was playing for us that the PNC lighting sucks. And that's why, they, that's why they're so bad at shooting in there. It's not a shooter's court. It's a hockey rink. And I wonder... If they're, you know, hey, it's a local game. Let's get over there and get in there early and start shooting on an actual basketball court. That's my guess. Could be. I don't know. It's weird. Good for them. I mean. They should go over to Carmichael and tell them how small and crappy that gym is, too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if they still play at Carmichael. I think the women do, don't they? Who knows? (sighs) With those, they don't even play basketball from what I saw. All right, we're talking about women's Carolina basketball. Oh, we can't talk about the good stuff. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Carolina bas- Carolina women's basketball. No thanks. Well, I'm I'm talking Our about how women's we beat, basketball how, I'm talking about how we beat them so badly after they talked all that smack. Is what I'm saying. What did that Virginia yeah, that Tech coach great. say? He was like, "I would never call this a little gym." <laughs> yeah, that's funny. the The Louisville comeback still unbelievable. I still don't know how they did that. I turned this it off. This is not a positive like, basketball podcast. They're coming we back. Gotta, we got to cut it off. Yeah, definitely. They suck. They should have won by more. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I had to get that off my chest. The Kevin Keats thing's weird to me. I, I don't understand so much to this basketball program. And I just feel like there's so many people who are just like, meh, whatever. He'll win next year. Maybe. Or, That'd okay. be great. <laughs> Somewhere else, hopefully. Oh, wow. Jeez. I don't, don't want to hear. Yeah. Oh, don't you? I mean, you know, I guess I I see you're not one of those guys playing the violin while the ship goes down, huh? No. <laughs> Just pull up the anchor and let that bitch go Evans down. is grabbing children and saying they're his. Go. Let me get on that boat. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, anyway. All right. That's all I got. We'll, we'll talk. Cause there's some football things we'll talk. Later, when Will's back to normal health, but yeah, we have some as for now some poll results to talk about. Yes, poll results. There's been a lot of podcasts talking about NC State football. Yeah, there's a lot of things to talk about, so we'll bring those up. 
when we can have more fun, but we had to get a basketball podcast out there, at least one. I'm glad we did. So, yeah. Great. Baseball season starts in three weeks. There's always that, too. Anyway, go pack. Keep dribbling. <laughs> I was raised by the waves. I was raised by the waves. I was raised by the wolves.